Are you ready? Ready to transform your life and step into the person that you say you want to be. Ready to stop talking and start doing. I'm Ange, a health and fitness coach. And I'm Ashley, a Reiki master and energy healer. And we are here to help you do exactly that. And you're busy. We get that because we are too. But even with the challenges and chaos, you deserve and can live a life full of absolute joy, happiness, and purpose. We want you to join us in taking radical responsibility so that you can take everything in your life to that next level. Have the best sex of your life. Live in a body that you love. Let go of worry and stress. And live in total alignment. Your happier, healthier, and amazing life is waiting for you. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Transform Your Life podcast. Ashley, how are you doing, my love? I'm doing good, girl. I'm ex- I'm doing great. I'm very excited for who we have on the podcast today. We've met them just briefly and there was such a connection. So go ahead and introduce our two special guests. Yes, yes. So we have the privilege of working with these two beautiful souls at an event that we did a few weeks ago, the Bodie, Ohio retreat. And so Stacy and Connor brought their gifts to that weekend in many different modalities. And so I would like to welcome both of you to the podcast. And maybe you just want to share with our audience what it is that you two do. Yes. Oh, it's so great to be here and such an honor to be here with you both and share with your community. Um, so I, Stacey, am a international yoga teacher and meditation teacher who I teach teacher trainings, retreats, um, and I run my own business with one-to-one mentorships. And through that, time has evolved in my work that has now become our work, which has been super beautiful. Um, I've had a passion in sharing movement, song, sound, um, essential oils and different healing modalities all over the world for about 11 years now. Um, and Connor and I have been together nine of those years. So he's really gotten to get a taste of this world, just being together as well as having his own curiosity and exploration that has led him down his own path of opening up to a lot of different styles of work as well. So the last several years, we started to notice that our passions were colliding in a way that we started to feel really inspired by co-creating together and collaborating in a way that we could both share our gifts and share ourselves with others in a, in a healing space and environment and offer experiences together. So in that we've started to work together with cacao and sharing cacao journeys and weaving in within that um, movement, song, sound, and mantra and different elements of conscious relating connection and ways for people to really just tap further into who they are and get to know themselves through healing parts of themselves, through exploring parts of themselves and realigning themselves with their mind, their body and their soul and really expanding their heart from that place. So it's been such a gift and such an honor and a treat to weave our work together as we are, we are now married as of August 12th, this past year. (laughs) And it really feels great to be sharing, um, more and more time and space together and co-creating and collaborating together. So yeah. 
Oh yeah, girl. That is just beautiful. I love just even hearing you speak about the work that you do because your aura and your essence and just everything that you light this world up with is truly beautiful. So thank you for sharing. Thank you. Absolutely. And Connor, you need to tell us about what you do in this piece, because I remember when we were at the retreat, like Stacey came in and she has this like really, guys, she has this like really feminine, soft, like you just want to hug her. Like, I just like, <laughs> I don't think I even said words to you yet. No, I was just like, well, I just got to hug that girl. Like, I love her already. Like, I need to share space around her. And then in comes Connor and you were just like this beautiful soul who I remember one of the people there was asking about ceremony and wanted somebody to do a drum bath. And you're like, yeah, I can do a drum bath. I was like, Oh, I like this guy. If you could just like put your hand up in a whole group of a million women, just be like, yeah, I can drum bath you. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah. Like you've got this beautiful goddess. And then you got this, like, just the way that you've like landed in there was so just like this perfect balance. And it was just both of you individually, but then collectively, it was just really beautiful to share space. So Connor, tell us a little bit about what you do. And cause you mentioned when we were chatting briefly before that um, it's been feeling good to just kind of get back grounded and you guys can tell your story about what that's looked like, but you guys just recently got married, tons of travel. You're at a retreat that we were at teaching. So lots of busyness. Um, but you said you're getting back into your work. And so we want to know a little bit about that journey as well. Yeah. Yeah. For, first off, thank you so much for having us. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be here and yeah, diving right in, um, Connor Nelson checking in and yeah, what's, uh, starting out really. So my main career right now is in, uh, data and software. So start, I started out, um, really, uh, from internships from college and that kind of, uh, you know, building from there led to a lot of different roles in that industry. Um, and now I work fully remote and I, I guess by trade, I'm a uh, solution engineer. Um, so that's kind of my day work. Um, you know, but I would say what I'm really passionate about is, is, is after those hours. Right. So, um, love stepping into music and men's work. Um, you know, going to be leading a men's circle here in Cincinnati. Um, so really, uh, what I'm passionate about is, is really igniting the fire in, in men. Um, and specifically kind of on the side is, uh, I coach seventh and eighth grade boys, uh, for for lacrosse. Um, and as you know, if you're familiar with sports, you know, in my opinion, it's really just the vehicle for growth. Um, and, and that's really, uh, dropping all of these modalities and little, I call them golden nuggets. Um, and, you know, thank you to my beloved, uh, as she's been the biggest teacher in my life, um, you know, really absorbing, you know, whatever I can from her and, and from her experience and weaving that into my own work. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I do and in getting into that flow. Um, and of course the, you know, the drums. I'm, I'm a percussionist by trait. Uh, so anything that I can, uh, hit my hand on, um, I, I love to do and support, uh, especially capturing that space and time, right? So rhythm capturing that space and time and holding that 
for others as we, you know, are singing or for chanting or for just listening to, you know, maybe the handpan and just the standalone drums. So uh, that's really where my work is going. Um, and, and, and of course, leading men um, to really to come back to themselves, come back to their heart uh, is, is really was alive in me right now. Amazing. Okay. Pause for one second. From now on, my husband is not allowed to call me Ashley. He's not allowed to call me sweetheart, baby cakes. Like it is beloved. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to let him know. Henceforth, it's beloved. Like, I heard you say that. I was like, I know. I'm melted too, but I'm also trying to picture our partner saying beloved in like, the any introduction i just can't i can't picture it my husband is, is pretty well a lumberjack so he like <laughs> i just like he yeah like, yeah beloved but I, i'm we're gonna we're gonna work on that beautiful <laughs> like the the beauty and that collaboration of both of what you do is um is really powerful individually as well as collectively so i think it's beautiful that um you guys have linked up and are still kind of doing your own thing, right? That men's circle. No offense, Stacey, but you probably have no place there. Exactly. <laughs> like, yep, I'll, I'll do some women women stuff and we'll work together with our wombs and connecting more in that way. But it is true, as you shared, having this, I, I definitely have a feminine core energy, you know, running my own business and doing a lot of, uh, you know, the, the, the <laughs> wearing a lot of hats throughout the days and the weeks. Of course, I cultivate a lot of that masculine energy within that, but my core energy is definitely feminine. And so to have within our relationship, to have within the spaces that we co-create together and the work that we do to feel that balance of Connor, even within, you know, working with music and, and the drum, it's like the heartbeat. It's like that constant rhythm and that constant, like stable presence and energy that that's there. And so it really is this really beautiful balance that we've been leaning more and more into with sharing with others and, and recognizing how those qualities really bring a really compatible, um, harmony to to different spaces and to different communities. So it's been cool to witness and observe and yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I just want to add, you know, um, the, you know, the Bodhi retreats, uh, it was so nice to support and to have you all there. You guys were just bright, shining faces and your energy was so just, uh, welcoming into that space. Um, and for us, it was so easy to drop in right with you all, um, and really support and lead that group. Um, and I do give all of the credit to Stacy for, Beloved. Um, my <laughs> beloved Stacy for, you know, really, you know, creating and manifesting this offering that, that, that now I support with, um, you know, and, and it's really just journeying back to yourself and your heart. Um, but weaving in all of these modalities, the mantras and kirtan and cacao, um, and movement, um, really just weaving it all together. Um, so it's just been a blessing that I can support that, uh, and find my role within that uh and giving it much so support and presence as i can yeah that 
mentioned a little bit about that whole masculine feminine energy and I kind of want to go deep into that it was kind of one of the things that you presented and shared with us at the event but for our audience who maybe isn't familiar with those two energies or even how to recognize that within a relationship or to recognize maybe if there's an imbalance there how to support the both the masculine and the feminine I would love for you both to share how that shows up not only in your relationship but also how you share it with the people that you share your gifts with yeah thanks so much this is a great topic that I love to share and you know it's something that's very practical of course we look to this and these teachings that come from eastern philosophy and some might see it as very woohoo and at the end of the day they show up in such uh, real ways, like very practical ways within our everyday life that we can start to see, huh, there's no denying here. This is actually very, very real. And it's very present and it shows up strongly, especially as we become more and more aware of the subtleties. Um, so with chatting about masculine and feminine energy, it's important to note that whether you're male or female body, we all hold these qualities, this, these masculine qualities and these feminine qualities, or some might resonate more so referring to it as solar energy and lunar energy. And these qualities we see not only within ourselves and our nature in the human body, but also outside of us, all around us and everything else, right? It's like the sun and the moon. It's, um, you know, matter and existence and everything that is moving around it. I shared actually in the retreat, how we can see, um, you know, look to a river and see how the there's with the riverbed, that's the masculine holding very sturdy and stable. And then we have the waters that's fluid and moving and that's the feminine and one one and the other can't exist without each other, right? So they coexist and they create balance and harmony in that. So when we look to the feminine qualities, it's very intuitive, it's very nurturing, it's soft. It's where we cultivate more of our creativity and more of our ability to drop into more of a, a flow. Whereas the masculine is more direct, that's more planning and more um, structure. And that's where you can notice even within your own self, like, oh, if you are a CEO of a company or a business owner, you might notice that that might bring out naturally more masculine qualities, having to make decisions and being more clear in that and direct in that. Um, so we can see that throughout the day, you know, you can look to your day, maybe you're, maybe you're listening from home and you're a mom and, oh yeah, when you're with your kids, you're, you're nurturing them, you're caring for them. You're more perhaps dropping more into your feminine and then, oh, now you're off to work. And now all of a sudden you're delegating and task managing and directing and now weaving more into your masculine. And so, what I've noticed through sharing this work with others is that we really start to notice when we might start to be drawing more into one end of the spectrum that can perhaps cause imbalance. So of course it's healthy for us to have clear decisions and to plan. And it's healthy for us to feel our emotions and to tune into our intuition. And though we can see how both can really complement each other, right? If we are too in our emotions, then we are 
just overly emotional. And then now our emotions are running us, right? They're taking control of us. And if we're too, um, you know, become too goal oriented, that can then be our, you know, subconscious control in that way, where we're now forcing or being rigid or too, you know, too encapsulated and grasping to some sort of uh, goal or task or outcome or whatever it might be. So we can see how we can kind of teeter totter on the spectrum on either end of these different qualities and ultimately can turn unhealthy in some way. And so what I like to share through these different immersions that I offer through um, retreats and one-on-ones and different capacities is offering how we can balance that, right? What are some, some practices and tools that we can utilize to cultivate more of our feminine, if we're feeling rigid, if we're feeling really, you know, fixated and intense on something, you know, or maybe we're shielded or guarded. That's another masculine quality that shows up a lot of, you know, heartbreak. And now all of a sudden feeling, okay, I'm going to cut off my, my emotions to, to everyone. And now we're, we're losing that connection to our emotional side our feminine energy. And in that way, we can actually block our ability to give and receive love, right? So from some feminine practices to cultivate, if we're noticing that we might be shielded, guarded, or overly controlling or whatever it might be, would be dance, song, and sound any type of practice that can help to move the energy, right? If we're too rigid and intense, it's like, let's get more free expression. <laughs> let's get creativity running. And a lot of times connecting to nature is a, is a beautiful way where we can come back to the rhythm and the energy of the earth and mother earth and feeling how oh, she's holding us. She's here for us. So dancing, song, sound, you know, in different embodiment practices of even just like self-love and self-care and connecting to your, your sacred sexuality and, and sensuality. So like different working with different senses, like maybe that's aromatherapy and working with different essential oils or um, sacred smoke and things like that. And so ways in which you can start to elevate and activate your senses. And that helps us to drop out of the mind, right? That helps us to eliminate that really like focus, focused and driven, more logical side of things. And how can I get more intuitive? How can I bring more uh, of my intuition into it as well? So, and, and I would love to drop in with a nice real world example that I use in my own practice is, you know, just because, and I, I bet some viewer or some, or some listeners are also saying, you know, oh, well, I work from home and, and may, and may, and maybe I'm in my to-do list during the day, right? I'm knocking all the stuff done that I have to get done. And for me, what's really helped me step out of that is, well, first off, close the laptop when you're done, you know, or you feel completed and don't touch it. You know, work can follow us around. It's followed us to our home, right? <laughs> um, and there's benefits to that. And there's also cons to that, right? If we, how, do, how do we turn that off? How do we transition from that to-do list over to kind of play? And um, and for me, it's hopping right onto to my handpan, right? And really just listening and feeling that vibration throughout my body, 
um, and maybe it's journaling, maybe it's doodling on a piece of paper, whatever it is that works for you. Uh, for me, it's the handpan and percussion and sound. Um, but you know, that's just some advice that I would give. Um, you know, especially if you work from home and you are in that in that routine, really try to you know have that be its own space and then step into your own personal space and practices that work for you. Yeah, absolutely. And okay. before we go any further, yeah. we are going to listen to Stacy's. We and it doesn't have to happen right now, but it is going to happen. I like. We got to hear the hand pan. We got to hear Stacy's voice. Like guys, these two, they're talking about singing and dancing. These two are magic. My sister-in-law oh. listened to like one of the reels from that weekend, and she literally said she had the hand pan on YouTube. All day. Like she's like, I need to get me one of those. I am in love. The kids were in love with it. Like it just uh-huh. so that was magic. And we want to give that to the listeners here at some point. Don't feel like you have to do that. But like Connor, if us girls start going off on a tangent, just like if you slip off screen to like go get that, we support this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just give me the signal, I'll just give me like a wing or something. Yeah. <laughs> Now, the other thing that I wonder about, because what showed up for me was, so I'm homeschooling my kids right now, and that's where I I mentioned, like, my days feel like they're so, like, slow and easy and, like, in that feminine flow, right? Um, But then when I move into, like, the other energy or when I'm planning or when we're creating a course or a retreat, I'm in that very masculine, like, boom, 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 right? And then you get to the retreat and you, like, slide back into that feminine flow and just, like, ah, right? But what I want, what I've noticed with myself is, oh, if I try working and also parenting, rage, (laughs) rage it's not like i'm supposed to be in the feminine but i have to be in the masculine and like the collision of those two things is Uh, just like i can't deal and neither can they right and but i also then it popped into my mind because there's been times where my husband has worked from home because covid and all of that and i wonder if families have also felt that in the last two years because, you know, with childcare or school being out or whatever, that the parents would be working from home, but they're to be working. They're to be in that like very masculine, maybe goal-oriented organization, just like I have to get this done when really what's being called forward is that feminine energy and that like that friction that arises when you want to be both and you can't in that moment. And you know what I've observed in my sister-in-law started working with more playfulness in her day. You know, she definitely has, um, has a tendency to be a little bit more like on it and structured and organized and planning. And she's really embraced the playfulness and now has like dance parties with her kids <laughs> and lots of crafts, you know, art and creativity. That's all ways that we can naturally start to bring more feminine energy into our lives and into our day that you'll notice all of a sudden you're doing a craft and yet things might get challenging and there might be some hiccups with the scissors or the markers or the paint getting everywhere and it can get... Uh-huh different emotions but as the parent I invite you to notice 
okay, what happens if I just relax? If I take a step back and I just let them play and let myself play in that and notice how the energy might shift. And that's just something to explore that might be really fun too. Girl, <laughs> that happened this morning in my house before we even did any type of schoolwork. The kids wanted to do a Halloween craft. And I was like, yeah, of course. So we had these like, they're bats and cats and they've got stickers that go with them and pipe cleaners. And I was just like, yeah. But I was thinking in my brain, I'm like, okay, like do one. So they have a model and I like, you know, followed all the instructions. Well, they didn't want to do it that way. And I was like, oh no, Ashley, stay back. Why do you care? Why do you care? Where they, they put bars on his eyeballs and like, why do you only want Coralie to use two sequins per, I was like, girl, like you need to just like let go and just let them be their creator. They're creating their own, you know, creation. They they had a picture in their head of like, oh, I'm creating a mystical creature, you know, that's going to fly around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, were bat, yeah, they were making bat unicorns. I was like, oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting. And again, I had to release that. I was just like, yeah. Oh, so it happened in my house this morning, both that like <laughs> masculine, feminine craft and yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because we definitely live in a more predominantly masculine influence world, right? We have so many societal pressures and we're just really like programmed to go, 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 do, do, do that. It's challenging for us as a collective to turn that off and drop more into the feminine. And that really teaches us to surrender, to let go, right? It's like, how can I surrender? How can I how can I flow within the chaos? How can I flow within, you know, the aspects of my day that might be driving me crazy? <laughs> it's like, let go, let go, let go. And though, when am I letting go so much that I just become like mush? And that's where the masculine <laughs> can be really supportive of bringing in more structure, more discipline, a little bit more, um, you know, planning where it can, you know, and, and that's something we see in, in heavily emotional people. And I know with COVID, it, it took a toll on a lot of people's mental and emotional health. And that was something really challenging that maybe you're listening from home and, and can relate to this where you felt kind of like in the murkiness of emotions and, and almost stuck and stagnant. And it's like, okay, you might be really far into your feminine where now your emotions are taking control of your entire day and life and inability to then act and inability to do or move forward or take steps forward in your day in your life. So we want to really notice that fine line. Sometimes it looks more drastic than others. And if you're a parent, of course, maybe you're, you might not logistically have the time and space for something like that. Um, but it might show up in other ways where, you know, it's, it's, it's important that we notice, okay, both are healthy and both complement each other. And when we find a healthy balance where when we are able to shift in and out of those different roles and qualities with a little bit more awareness, it becomes more easeful and fluid and it becomes less um, like one end of the spectrum to the other where it can feel sometimes really intense. Like we're almost like pulled in different directions and perhaps even some like reactivity can show up from that as well, especially as a reference point to like the masculine of like, 
you know, showing up in a strong force in that way. Yeah. It was, it was interesting as, as soon as, and, and being a male body and a, I would say more masculine leaning person, um, the effectiveness of my masculine increased as soon as I stepped into the feminine. Mm, 100%. So as soon as I stepped into my feminine and played my drum and um, made yummy foods, I started baking cookies um, <laughs> for trying to perfect my cookie recipe. And it was just something that I like to do and create with my hands. Right. But it was in that feminine flow because I got to nourish my beloved, too, with yummy cookies. It. And it was like this win win. <laughs> right. And then my effectiveness of my masculine became more focused because of I, I was able to balance that out. So I, I think that was important to call out there as, as, as there, there's always ways to, it's not one or the other. It's actually more effective. Masculine is, is from the feminine and vice versa mm. because you're doing that teeter totter balance. Mm. So what would you say then is the key symptoms or the key things that you guys observe when people are out of balance, either in their relationship or in their day, how does that feel in the body? How does that feel emotionally? And maybe you guys could both share your experiences just because you are um, of differing genders. So Stacey, maybe you first, where, what do you observe and how does that feel in your own body when you're out of balance? Yes. Great question. So I'll, I'll share a little bit about what it might feel like for the feminine to go out of balance and Connor, if you'd like, you can share a little bit about what the masculine out of balance would feel like with the feminine. So it's like waters and what happens when mother nature is fierce in our waters, there's hurricanes, right? There's tidal waves, there's crashing of the waters and and so it gets really chaotic. So chaotic is a sign of what would come up for the, the feminine where it, it's almost like this sense of overwhelm where it's like, I don't even know what to do next, where it's just like, I'm feeling so much. And in my body, there's so many emotions arising. I can't necessarily might not rather, I should say, I might not necessarily be able to identify with even what kind of emotions are arising. It might just be so much that I'm simply just... <gasps> feeling a lot, noticing a lot, overwhelmed with a lot. So that's something that shows up a lot in the feminine. If we're, as I shared a little bit prior, if we're feeling like so just like stuck and, and, and down, that can be, we're then out of balance in our feminine where we've lost some of that creativity and that healthy spiraling of energy and that high healthy movement of energy, um, as well. So we can see it also like chaos and we can also see it like very stuck as well. Um, it can also show up in, in being like reserved, like, you know, suppressing ourselves, like playing small, like I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. And it's, it's a quality that we see, you know, especially if we've grown up in households where we may have been put down, we may have, you know, told we're not enough, or, you know, you're, you'll not never be able to do X, Y, Z because ABC or whatever it might be. We might hold that and really start to feel like I'm not enough. And my self-worth is really just depleted itself in that way. And so that's something too, that we see with the feminine is this like suppression of, um, the emotions and suppression of the, the ability of our self-worth as well. 
So those are a few little bits and pieces, um, definitely that we'd notice in our everyday life. Yeah. Yeah. And on the masculine side, um, I would say a couple of the qualities that would come up if, um, you're out of balance or maybe too much or stuck in the masculine would be you're in overload, overload of to do's, right? You become maybe obsessed of crossing everything off the list, right? And you kind of get lost in the list. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that would be one thing of, and I love lists, don't get me wrong. <laughs> uh, and I love crossing things off the list. Um, but that can also bring qualities of maybe emotionally unavailable. Mm-hmm. Right. And and maybe uh, for my masculine men out there that are working very, very hard in their in their traits and their jobs uh, to provide for their families if they come home and and, and you know, um, maybe they, they are emotionally unavailable or maybe they um, are still in that working mode that then they. Uh, what their family's yearning for is to maybe more of that balance of feminine qualities to love your loved ones, you know, hug your children, all, all, all the things that, you know, maybe seem normal. Um, but, but it's really in that stuckness, uh, it doesn't seem as relevant. Right. Um, so, so my, how I get out of that is also stepping into the feminine more, um, but, but in terms of, you know, that masking quality for me, it shows up in maybe defensiveness or snappy, right? Maybe on edge, right? You're, you're, you're not as, um, and emotionally unavailable comes from that. So those would be the qualities that really show up, um, for me, um, if I'm is stuck too much in my masculine. Um, yeah. And really like controlling and like gripping and attaching a lot of like chasing, like, um, like desires and lust, like that's also like a very, imbalanced symptom we can say of of the masculine that can show up as a as a wound per se um so some masculine practices would be to cultivate and generate a more healthy masculine um energetic would be like more stillness and silence and more meditation yoga nidra you know walking in nature taking some time to give yourself permission to eliminate some of the tasks and the roles and, and give yourself permission to feel right. As Connor shared, emotional unavailability is, is something that comes up and that can look like a lack of feeling at all, like a lack of feeling empathy or lack of feeling compassion. And you might notice that maybe you have a boss or a friend or a family member who is just like, gosh, it's like I shared about my day or something that's coming up in my in my world that's, you know, tender to me and feeling raw and I'm feeling vulnerable and sharing this. And it's just like a wall, right? That would be someone who perhaps has an imbalance within their masculine energy and would then need to really work with bringing in more feminine qualities as well. Um, and bringing more Mm -hmm. sense of feeling and connection (laughs) to, yeah, yeah. there, there is never enough presence for the masculine. Yeah. You know, that, that it's just presence, presence, presence. Mm-hmm. Just have a t-shirt and present. Yeah. 
I want presents. It's not Christmas, but I want presents. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's like we we need the presence and and to have the fluidity, right? It's like Shiva Shakti, sun, moon. It's like all these qualities that we see that we 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 can't have one without the other. Like I shared at the beginning of our chat, you know, it's it's just part of nature, it's part of us. And the more that we get to know these parts of ourselves, the more we become aware of how we can cultivate those energies in a way that bring us balance and ultimately bring the world around us balance, right? We're all contributing as we're a part of the whole. So if we're choosing to step into doing the work and showing up for ourselves, then notice how your relationships start to shift, right? I notice when I am in, you know, if I'm in my work mode and do, 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 all of a sudden I'm like, you know, telling Connor, Oh, we're doing this and we're doing this. And he's just like, Whoa, take a deep breath. <laughs> you know, it's like, Oh yeah, let me, let me go outside and shake it out, dance, move my hips a little bit, <laughs> like get back into my feminine. Whew, okay. We're here. We're good. <laughs> you know? And so notice how you can support your loved ones. You can support your friends, your relations, and just notice, even if they're not aware of these different topics, um, how they can still very much be affected by the way that you're choosing to show up and the awareness and the presence that you have to show up as well. It's starting to become more and more regulated and supported to your outer world and circle. And, and I was just going to piggyback off of that because we talked about individuals, right? And as a couple, <laughs> as a relationship, you know, what is the appropriate approach to your partner when you see them out of balance. Yeah, that's my when, question. Like what for the, or for the listener who is going, Oh, I'm doing that. Or, Oh, my partner's doing that. What's mm -hmm. your advice for the person who's like, that's me. Like I am. Yeah. Going, that's my partner. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I would say like, you know, um, is, is first like meet them where they're at you know, meet them where they're at and not, not, not match their over masculinity, but just meet them with, Hey, I noticed you're doing a lot. Maybe let's go take a walk. You know, Hey, I noticed that, um, you know, I've been sitting on the couch all day, uh, kind of, uh, lost in my feminine, you know, and, and, and Stacey's like, Hey, let's, um, you know, let's go hit a workout class or let's, you know, drop into some music or, you know, it's, it's, it's those little kind and, and the delivery and the approach is how that's going to be received from your partner. So kindness, 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 and, and really try to relate to how they might be feeling because that male, uh, or, or, or that person that comes home from work or female that's been working all day, all day grinding. Mm. And maybe they're looking for those words of affirmations first of, Hey, I really appreciate you working till 9 PM tonight. Can I give you a little back rub just to kind of, you know, ease, ease you into the home. Mm. So, so that's just one example that maybe <laughs> could help pull them to the other side of the teeter totter. Right. Cause it, cause as this relationship is polarity, right. It's, it's, it's yin and yang. We're always kind of doing that swirl. Yeah. And you know, it's so easy to 
look to the other person and blame them or take it personally, right? You're so controlling or you're so emotional, you know, <laughs> these, these things that we just start to, to say based on how we're feeling, which is valid. And though, is there another approach that we can use it in the language that we're choosing? And as Connor shared, and this comes from a nonviolent communication perspective is, you know, I'm noticing whatever that might be. <laughs> and so this is for those at home, this is something you might want to jot down. I'm noticing, and you know, I'm noticing you, you mentioned you do the dishes and you didn't do, and, um, I noticed you did, you didn't do the dishes. And so I'm wondering if that's something you are still going to get to, or if you wanted me to take care of it. So it's like, I notice and I wonder, and then can offer a solution or a suggestion if they're open to it and notice if they're not notice if it might not be the time and space to, to give more than just like an observation and a curiosity. Um, but that's a really helpful tool and a healthy tool of using your communication in a way that can perhaps feel just more soft when it's received and more receptive to someone who might be a little bit more, whether it's on edge or emotional or reactive, it's like, oh, I notice this is my observation. And so I wonder, um, you know, whatever that might be. I notice you, you know, I notice you have a lot on your plate right now. I wonder if, you know, you can hand that off to some other employees or coworkers of yours that can open up more spaciousness in your day for more self-care and, and time on for yourself, you know, and instead of like, gosh, you're just like overwhelmed and encapsulated in work. And I don't even know who you are anymore. Right? Like, oh, that's, that's a really beautiful advice because I think so Ange is in a new relationship. You two are newlywed, but like, can we have been together for like, 13 years like when he pisses me off I'm like dude what's your fucking problem like, <laughs> like right and he'll be the same right but he's like I don't know what's going on with you but like have you eaten today <laughs> like right mm. so I love that because I think in my brain I'm like oh that's easy for you guys to say because you're at that new like lovey-dovey stage and I see Angie and Brad who are like they're making out every time I see them and I'm like yeah 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 like cool Amazing, but love that that carries forward because I think a lot of our listeners, a lot of my clients, it's tricky because they're like, I know that I need to have that conversation. I don't know how. Yeah. Because there's so much resentment. There's so much pain. There's so much words that have already been said that are hurtful. Yeah. Right. I have so many clients that that is the big thing is that I, yes, I see that. I know it needs to happen. I just don't know how to do it. So yeah. the, I notice and I wonder is beautiful. And I'm going to share that with my clients. Nice. And like, that's, that's really powerful for couples who've been together for quite a long time and maybe don't, because what, what I've noticed tends to happen is People have kids and we get lost in duty, right? right? So at the beginning, it's very much pleasure. Pleasure is like we're in the land of pleasure, but <laughs> then you add house, kids, job, and all of a sudden we, we begin to move into duty and all of those things that maybe once were there have shifted to the back burner, Right. Mm -hmm. And it's a slow and a gradual thing that maybe doesn't get noticed until like 
whoa, we're here. How do you get here? Right. And so I think that's really beautiful advice um, that I think will, for our listeners, come in very handy because that's a tricky, after so many years, we, we yeah. lose sight of even knowing how to communicate with our partners because we're so busy parenting. We're so busy running around. We're so busy keeping things yes. afloat, right? And so yeah. I, think- I agree. I was oh. just going to say the other, the other piece of advice is even just saying what I'm hearing you say is mm-hmm. saying back the words of what you think they're saying, because I think so many things get lost in translation. So even just what I'm hearing you say is, and then the person's like, oh my God, you're not even listening. Like, that's not what I'm saying at all, but that's how you're interpreting it in your brain. It gives you guys that opportunity that maybe there still is defensiveness. Maybe there still is that like resistance and pull, but you're at least clarifying before you're moving into, oh my God, he said this, you're going into what I'm hearing you say is blah, 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 blah. And then they have an opportunity to maybe further expand on what you're hearing them say with their words. Um, And I think both of those tools together really help with that conscious relationship, help with that conscious communication. I think so much of it though, even in mature longstanding relationships is you can only control what you can control. So you can control how you show up in the relationship, but on the other side, if your partner is not willing to show up in that same way, there's a piece of that that's you either accepting that they are going to show up maybe in a different way or um, maybe I just feel like, and probably a lot of the clients who work with Ashley is like, their partner probably is not going to change at this point. They've been with them for 15 to 20 years. They're like, they may try, you give them this tip, and for the listener that's listening, he's like, yeah, okay, I'll try it with my husband. And the husband's like, yeah, yeah. Which podcast did you get this tip from? Right? And so... One day will transform your life, motherfucker. <laughs> right? And so there's going to be a piece that's of like... Sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry. There's a piece of it that's so brilliant and so conscious and so amazing. But there's also always the awareness that we can only control what we can control. We can share this information. But a lot of times in relationships, the other person is either choosing to show up in that place or they're choosing to show up out of balance. So we, um, I love the golden nuggets of information. I love the idea of trying it, but I also feel like it's not one of those like, okay, go try this with your husband. And then all of a sudden they're going to be like, yeah, this is what we need. Right. I feel like on the other side, you're probably, if you've always been doing something a certain way, especially for let's say 10, 15, 20 years, you show up with these amazing tools and the, your partner's like, you know, like they're probably going to be a little bit, I don't know, defensive, standoffish. So I think that's just one of those other sides of it, of just being aware that maybe that's out of your control too. Because at the end of the day, we're human, right? And so we won't always have such sturdy, stable, present moment awareness that that's how we respond naturally and by habit each and every time. If for the last 10, 20, 30 years of marriage, we've shown up in a different way, right? So that's something that takes practice and consistency. And it's important to recognize if you are the listener that is yearning for 
your partner to show up in that way where you feel heard and you feel held and you feel, you know, really seen in what you're sharing and how you're expressing yourself, you know, be really accepting as, and you shared it's, we can't control how someone else shows up for us and in our relationships, especially. Right. And, and that's where the teaching of, you know, we not taking anything personal really comes into play. And it's like, it's not about me, how people choose to react or respond in whatever way that looks like has nothing to do with me. And coming into that radical acceptance of, ah, okay, this felt heartbreaking to me, or this felt aggressive to me, or this felt hurtful to me. Those are all valid. And we can recognize that even in those feelings, if someone else isn't treating us in the way that we fully desire, we can we can share that. We can have the uncomfortable conversation and notice how even in an uncomfortable conversation, you know, leave space for it. You know, if you're listening at home, don't just run over to your partner and be like, I need to do this. And I, I feel this way, you know, take your time, maybe journal about it, get really clear on what you're feeling and what's coming up for you and notice in that, okay, what is it that I really want to express, right? That's like the feminine, the expression, like what does the feminine really want to say? And because our mind can, can be like, I want to tell him that he's this or that and and that he should treat me this way. And we can get really chaotic in that. Right. And so take some time for yourself. Let the emotions come down to some sort of stability, nervous system regulation, where you can get clear on what you're feeling and approach it in a way that at least you'll feel liberated from sharing. You'll feel liberated from expressing yourself, even if it's not received or met. I promise you there will be some sort of liberation that you feel just simply by sharing the clarity you have around your emotions and feelings. And that's a huge yes. And that's a huge, like pat yourself on the back kind of moment where it's like, okay, I can't, I accept how I'm being received and, and the response or the reaction that I'm getting, but I can sit in peace in my heart and in my mind, knowing that I did my best to, settle my mind and, and quiet myself down enough to get clear on how I'm feeling and share that with someone so that maybe there are, you know, little bits and pieces over time, you never know what might evolve. And so it is important to stay open to possibilities. I know when Connor and I first started dating years ago, I was, you know, this was nine years ago, eight years ago, within a year into our relationship, I was really immersed into yoga and, and, and dedicating and devoting myself to this patch, this path and teaching <laughs> patch. I just did a whole weekend of on phototherapy patches front <laughs> 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 of my mind of my path and my dharma. And, you know, Connor was still very much in, in the world of, of, you know, social activity and, and learning and growing in, in, in his own way. And that's not to say one's right or one's wrong, one's better or worse, but our paths in our journey, just we're going in very different directions at a certain point in time. And that's not to say that it can't work, right? Because when we look to relationships, we see it like if we have, and viewers at home, 
I'm what I'm doing now with my hands is like placing my hands out in front of me and I have my palms open, fingers open and thumbs, a little bit of spaciousness between the thumbs and they're moving upwards towards the sky. And so we see that we can act within our relationship and show up in our relationship in that way where no matter how we drift together or apart within our relationship, love is ultimately withstanding and withholding through the centers of our palms through each and every shift, change, transition, season or phase of life, because we're all growing and evolving at different paces and times and rates. And again, it's not better or worse, right or wrong. It just is. And we can all learn from each other and we can all. So whether you in your mind are like, oh, I'm listening to this podcast and feeding my mind with all this amazing information and cool, great tools and tips <laughs> from these different perspectives and teachings. And, you know, my partner is just sitting and eating his Cheetos and eating eating his Cheetos and watching Netflix every night. And that's fine if that's what they choose to do. But notice how perhaps there's other areas of life that they can teach you and, you know, support you in different ways where you can then support each other's choices and see that it doesn't have to look the same. It doesn't have to, you know, we don't, we do our best to meet each other, but of course we don't expect that from one another because that expectations will only grip us more and more into that box within the mind that we slowly start to get caught in. And, and then the walls within our world will really start to close down on us. So how can we liberate ourselves by simply just showing up, sharing and doing our best from a level of awareness and presence that we feel like really at peace within ourselves. I love yeah. that. And, and I agree. I fully agree with the whole, sometimes somebody is outside of your control and releasing all expectations um, and still doing what you need to do for that. But I do also for myself and for our relationship, I'm a participant. I have chosen this. So to just like check out for me, and go, well, this is just who I am. This is what you signed up for. You don't like it? Like, tough shit. No, I, I signed up to this. This I am a participant of this. And so in my mind, I have an obligation to at least hear the words you're saying, to at least show up in whatever way that maybe is for you. And so I invite the listeners also, even if it's, if you recognize your partner's not there, knowing that it's okay that you're there. Cause that is, I think the signature reason that Cam and I work so good is we both are all in. And sometimes that all inness is like crying at 2am because now is when I've decided that I'm going to tell you what my needs are. <laughs> yes. But that showing upness is just like, I'm here because this is, I'm a participant in this relationship. So just knowing too, like that checking out piece, I can't handle that where it's just like, well, this is just who I am. I'm an Aquarius. So this is what you get. Yeah. No, you have the ability to evolve. And that is something that Cam, my husband actually taught me long ago. Cause it sounds like our relationship is similar, not similar in like the path necessarily, but like that convergence, the way that we got to the same place was like very different paths. Mm -hmm. Um, but then eventually there was that like convergence and 
one of the things that really made sense to Kim and now makes sense to me is you don't have to be both spinning. So if you're Stacy, for example, so you are big into yoga, right? Your international yoga um, essential oils are a big thing. And let's say you're like spinning in this giant circle, like everything you're doing, you're expanding and it's enormous. All that Connor has to do to move forward with you is just be spinning a little bit. Mm -hmm. And your circles, you will pull them along forward. If he stays stagnant, like a broken dead pillar of blocks, (laughs) you're going to, you're going to go without him. But so long as he's, he doesn't have to be a shaman. He doesn't have to like dive into all the essential oils, but like the fact that he is like, Hey, how was your day? Mm -hmm. That's cool. That thing you're doing. I don't know what it is all the way, but I think it's cool that you do a thing, right? He's all of a sudden, his circle might get bigger, it might get smaller, but he's moving. Mm-hmm. And you can move forward so long as you're both moving, regardless mm-hmm. of how large each other's circles are. So I think that's really important for anybody who's listening to is that, like, I'm a Reiki master. That's what I spend my days doing. My husband, he works at, like, a nuclear power plant. Mm-hmm. So I joke because I'm like, oh, we both work with energy. Like, <laughs> we're both energy workers like, <laughs> I like that <laughs> right? but like really I don't need he doesn't need me to work where he works or understand all the mechanics but I need to support that he does and he doesn't have to be in this world the way that I am but so he supports true. it right and I think that's the magic yeah and it is it's true you know and I share this with a lot of my clients it's about it's when there's relationship dynamics I always ask them you know how are you showing up how are you choosing to show up because a relationship cannot coexist in harmony and balance without effort involved right that's the masculine and that's required right there there it can't just be blob you know there needs yeah, exactly. And and it's this conscious choosing. I'm choosing you. I'm choosing us and I'm choosing to show up. And it doesn't have to look a certain way, but the more that you can have conversation about it of, you know, when you feel like maybe you have needs in a different direction or maybe it's hey, I'd really like to see, you know, I've been I've been cleaning the house constantly it feels like I you know I wonder if that's something that you can support in in you know taking care of the the kitchen for for the night or something you know something that can just bring a level of true teamwork and team effort within the relationship dynamic because within choosing one another it's like I'm choosing to to be your lover I'm choosing to be your perhaps maybe your best friend that's how we feel you know I'm choosing to be um your team or team team player in everything in every area of life and it's like whether we have the same interests or not we're the effort is required. And that's something that, you know, if you are at home and you're feeling a lack of effort, it perhaps is a time to have a conversation around how that could perhaps support the relationship in a stronger and beneficial way. Um, and know that that's something that everyone is worthy of is, is worthy of having that choice of choosing to be with you in a part of your life, because it's, we all are worthy of of incredible love. And I encourage you to open yourself to being love and feeling love because, you know, we can, we can hold ourselves back from even receiving love. And so, 
you know, notice what the tendency is when, you know, your new, your new date is like, you know, starts to express some physical touch. Do you flinch and kind of back away or are you breathing into it, softening into it, right? The feminine, <laughs> I'm receiving their bones. <laughs> yes, the feminine receives. Am I receiving love just as much as, 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 I'm, as am I giving love as well? Or am I just focused on loving myself <laughs> or am I able to also give love and give moments of love in different ways and expressions to my partner? And that can look like in many different things, whether that's physical touch, words of affirmations, a small act of service, you know, different ways that we can express this, this giving element of our, of our nature and love. All right, Miss Stacy, we got to know you, one of the things that you and Connor did at the retreat was the cacao ceremony. Mm -hmm. And it was absolutely amazing. You guys, the, the way that, <clears throat> I want to say the word executed, but I know that that's a very masculine word and I, that's not the right word for it. Oh, that's not what I want to say. Um, delivered? That was, delivered? What's that? Delivered? Delivered. Yes. The way that you can look at that was magic, per, pure perfection. And so you had mentioned that you drink cacao here and there throughout like your cycle, through a the week, um, not every day because it's not supportive for that. Um, and we are hosting a retreat here on November 5th and 6th for women and then men. And we are hosting, um, or we're going to be having a cacao ceremony as well. And my sons and I made like, you know, that little grass shaker that you had? Yeah, like, <laughs> we, we made two of those actually. <laughs> <laughs> and so, for the listener who is going, oh, these are those people. Um, what, is, what would you say about cacao? What would you say about plant medicine? We've covered a lot of that. Ange um, did a couple podcasts recently on ayahuasca and her experience there. And we're pulling in some of those elements. We're pulling in elements kind of from all these different places and experiences that we've had. And neither of us know how to play the handpan yet. So you might just have to come, Connor. <laughs> um, but when just explaining that, because Angie and I chatted about it, but from somebody who is a true expert, um, both of you, what would you, what would you have to say about that? Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. We, we absolutely love sharing cacao and has become a huge part of our life and, and the different tools and modalities and that we offer in spaces that we hold. Um, you know, first and foremost, this, this is a, a beautiful plant medicine that is non-psychoactive that comes from various areas around the world, um, particular climates that really nourish and thrive this plant that's actually a fruit um, that comes from the tree. And so our journey with cacao, we'll share more about cacao, but just really briefly, our journey with cacao happened really organically when we were living in Guatemala. I had been introduced to cacao many, many years ago in Costa Rica when I was living in Bali and different parts of the world that I was able to, you know, experience what this was <laughs> and what what the experience that comes from working with this, um, this plant and this beautiful, tasty, <laughs> delicious, mm -hmm. amazing plant is like, um, and it wasn't until we were in Guatemala that we really got to know more about where it comes from. Um, 
why it it's supportive to us in in this modern day world and how we can use it with reverence and honor to a lot of these indigenous cultures and communities and how it's been a part of their lives in different ways and are now still on their lands. And so really honoring the people and the land there um, as well. So we were able to visit a how farm and we work directly with a a partner of ours who's working with the land and the locals there and um in very much reverent reciprocity where these women and families are receiving more than they would in any area of work within their their local community um supported in in health and supported financially um so it's really really special to be working with this cacao as a way to not only receive the benefits and the properties that it holds as a plant, but also to know that it's giving so much back to the people and the land of which it comes from. Um, and so cacao is something that we hold very reverently and honorably and feel really blessed to have gotten this this confirmation and this this permission to share the cacao and we share it in a way where we um we refer to it as a journey <laughs> um and, and connor will share a little bit more about the the ceremony aspect of it and why we personally choose not to use the word ceremony with it um because it by nature would perhaps take it out of context in our perspective. Um, so cacao journey or immersion offered with cacao and we of course weave in different things. And so um, the cacao holds various properties that are heart opening both on a physiological level and on a, in a very energetic and spiritual level as well. Um, has incredible amounts of antioxidants, zinc, magnesium, iron. Um, so women, if you're on your moon, this is a great plant to weave into your, your day, especially in the morning hours. It's great to have less substance in the body and experience the cacao in a more pure vessel, we can say. <laughs> Adding in different spices like cinnamon, clove, cardamom, vanilla, uh, maple syrup, all great to prepare the cacao with and have this really beautiful like elixir um, drink that really is supportive to the body. And it gives you this, this, this burst of energy, but not in a, a way that caffeine does. So it's like the theobromine is the chemical that's showing up through this plant. And it's, um, it's way less intense than caffeine actually. So if you're listening and you're like, Oh, this is a plant medicine. Fears may be coming up or curiosity might be coming up. If you're drinking coffee, you'll, you most likely will respond in a much gentler way to the caffeine. So it's opening and energizing and awakening. And though without the jitters or the big crash, it's definitely more of a gentle lift and then a subtle, soft kind of release and calm down, <laughs> one could say. Um, yeah, I'll let yeah. you share a little bit more. <laughs> Just try it. After the cow, I just had to like go out on the balcony, like the deck, and I just like had to cry. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yes. It was so interesting because Carrie Ann came out. She's like, I just need to move. She's like, I got to do some cartwheels. I got to like hug a tree. And I was just like, I just got to cry. Oh, yeah. She's like, really? I'm like, yep. 
and it has that we've we've experienced it ourselves we've experienced it um in other cacao immersions with others as people have their own um reflection and and whatever comes up is is beautiful because then that's the cacao moving so in that moment the cacao said cry and and then and then he cried right and um you know for me you know i'm a numbers guy and analyst. So when I started really diving into the economics of cacao and really, you know, there's a couple documentaries out there. And I really learned that a lot of the world's cacao and hence a lot of the world's chocolate is actually coming from very dirty, uh, not ethical trade. So, you know, and we saw this where, where we see directly from the farmers and, and, and our, um, cacao supplier is, 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 is paying them way more than they call the market rate of cacao. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to talk about this just because if in a supply chain, there could be. 50 different hands that touch your food or that touch your cacao before it becomes a chocolate bar. Mm-hmm. And in, 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 in the cacao that we share, I just wanted to give the, the listeners a little bit of insight into the cacao that we share is um, in one pound blocks. And it's probably the most unrefined cacao that you could purchase, right? It's, unprocessed. you know, unprocessed um, cacao. And you may go on the internet on, you know, and and look at cacao to buy and and you might find cacao powder, right? And people normally add it to smoothies or maybe cacao nibs, Mm -hmm. right? And that's still processed, right? So the powder is pulverized, pulverized, pulverized and processed. So it loses oozes a lot of the natural integrity of the plants. So when you had your experience with the cacao that we shared, it's because it's kind of the full plants in, in its truest the form. The spirit is form, alive. Right. Yeah. Um, the spirit of the plant is so alive. Yes. Uh, and it makes so much sense because one of the things that I know and Angela and I have both talked about so much is intention is everything. Mm-hmm. it's everything. And yeah. so the intention behind that, if you have 50 people touching it, probably the intention behind many of those is just to get this done. This is just my job. I just need to package this stupid thing and get it gone. Right. Mm-hmm. And every intention, every person that touches that all of a sudden their energy is connected to it. Yeah. And so I think the magic and the beauty of the cacao that we have purchased from you guys is it came straight from Guatemala. It came straight and you guys talked so much about the reverence and the respect to, to the land, to the people, to, to the plant itself. Right. And so much of that being in connection to just honoring this as their sacred plant medicine and it's it's not our own and so that's we we get to partake we get to share we are a piece of that but really that like reverence piece was so it came up so often and i think that's part of the beauty and the intention is keeping that integrity alive yeah and i think there's such a misconception around like 
where it came from and how it was used with indigenous tribes and people. And so many people have this perception that people were drinking chocolate <laughs> around a fire thousands of years ago. And although that's a lovely depiction to have in the mind, that actually wasn't the reality of it. A lot of it was actually used for trade or for um, before work to give more power to, you know, more strength to the Mayans. And it the way in which it would be. So they would have fire ceremonies and working with the elements. And this is particular to the Mayans. Um, so it wasn't like they were having cacao ceremonies. They were having ceremony and cacao would be, cacao. Yeah, yeah, be a part of it as maybe an offering or maybe as a drink at some point um, along the way through history. Um, so it's evolved a lot. And, and here in the Western world, we're hearing more and more of like cacao ceremonies, cacao ceremonies. And that's beautiful, wonderful. And though it definitely holds a piece of like truth and honor to the people that, well, we're not, let's not try to just like make this our own if we are still using this plant from these people and land. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, we can talk about it in the way that they're, they have used it and that they, you know, something that they've been connected with in a different way. And that now we're bringing it in, in our own way, but still holding that element of honor in there. And it's great to note that this was actually considered, it's considered the food of the gods. And at one point in history, um, was considered more valuable than gold, which is really cool to think about. Like, wow, this has such potency to it, has such yeah, so just this preciousness to it, really. And, and when you drink it, you can really start to notice a relationship start to build with it. And of course, have the intention, set the intention, you know, take a moment to have a few deep breaths with it before you, you drink it. And that will bring more awareness to the subtleties of how you receive and the benefits you receive from drinking it even more alive within you. Right. And that's, it's true. You might notice, okay, I now I want to dance and move and shake. And now I feel like I need, I want to cry. And it's like, open my heart in that way. And those are all very common experiences from drinking cacao and definitely something that is beautiful because how often do we give ourselves permission to just cry <laughs> and to have a tool that we can facilitate in that process where it's holding us and comforting our hearts in that way is so beautiful and so enriching as well. And the cacao, and I shared this in our time together in our retreat is the cacao loves to be activated through sound, through song, through movement. And so bringing some activation to the body, to the breath and to the voice is a great way to, to bring more of the medicine, more of the cacao through the body, through the blood, through the oxygen and, and feel more and more of its aliveness and presence within you. Yeah. And, and also just, uh, you know, we you know, want to educate people on what chocolate truly is, yeah. you know, so you buy a chocolate bar at a store and you're like, Oh, this is cho chocolate. Right. And, and then, but you don't really think that that came from a cacao pod that grows on a tree. Right. And then that cacao pod has to be broken open. The seeds are taken out. Those seeds are fermented. Then those fermented seeds are then toasted, peeled, 
and then have to go through a, um, a, a slight grinding process to make it into the molds that then we share. Ours are stone grinded, by the way, for those who are listening at home. Mm-hmm. So it's like the most natural way in which you can grind yes. the bean, which is super special. And some <laughs> cow is, is uh, ground with a cornmeal, right? So then you have a little bit more of heat activation in that method of processing. So it, maybe it, it, it will, uh, it, it just destroys a little bit of the natural integrity of the plants. So that's why we're really passionate. And I'm really passionate about, about sharing, you know, really where chocolate comes from the ethical trade of chocolate and being able to make a little difference. If I can touch one person just to say, Hey, you know, that chocolate bar that you're, you know, uh, maybe turn, turn, I turn around and look on the ingredients and does it have cacao in it first? Most likely not. (laughs) And most likely not. Unless it's a good high end quality chocolate bar. Um, because chocolate is really consists of three things. It's cacao, cacao, butter, and sugar. This would be like a chocolate bar, a chocolate bar. Yeah. That would like with cacao. Yeah. Yes. This would be like your cleanest, purest version of a chocolate. Yes. Bar. And then of course you get the salts and the almonds and all the flavors that you can have. Right. Um, you know, but I, I think it's important to educate people on really the trade of chocolate and, and why we feel so good about sharing the, this, this beautiful, beautiful cacao that we've made such a connection with in Guatemala and the people there and seeing it from cacao pod straight to the cacao block mm-hmm. is just so special and heartwarming. Mm, I love that. And I think one of the things that I think of when it comes to choosing something that is ethical or is now right for you. So one of the things that Ange and I are working on, I'm trying to eliminate plastics from our home. Mm-hmm. It is hard. Holy mother of Moses. It's not easy. <laughs> um, but it's, it, there's an awareness piece, right? Even my kids are like trying to drink out of glass jars instead of plastic. And, but it's not about changing the world. Mm. It's about changing my world. Yes. Right. And so for you, when you say that it's not about needing I mean, it would be ideal, but you're not shouting from the rooftops up on a mountain being like, tooting your horn about ethical trade and cacao, but you know, in your world, what you're okay with and what feels good for you. And the people that then come into that world and share in that space, that's a safe place for you to share that. So I'm glad that you did, because this is a a safe place. And that has, that's for sure shifted me. I want to, number one, bring cacao into my world especially on my moon cycle like I think that that is just like I'm so excited and I honestly I'm excited to share that with my husband and my kids like they that being a piece of just like something that they're exposed to and the understanding of where this comes from and who helped bring it into our hands right now um so I think that that's the big thing. So if you're listening and you're just like, Oh, I can't do that. Like that's okay. (laughs) But just knowing like the choices that you're making, it's not about, Oh, well, it won't make any difference in the world. It's about making a difference in your world and that will ripple out. And even if it doesn't, it's about right. Like your, your heart. So and it connects you and it connects you even more to the earth. And that in itself is such so much beauty comes from that and so much, yeah, deeper connection to yourself through connecting to the earth 
more in that way. So if you're listening at home and you're like, "Mm, maybe it's cacao, maybe now I'm feeling inspired to eliminate more plastic. Well, maybe it's, you know, taking more time to spend in nature or appreciating nature or whatever it might be. But the more that we can consider less processing and more source to hand connection, source to heart connection. Yeah is so special and really ripples into the way in which we stabilize and sustain the connection to our, our hearts. And that's something that I emphasize in the work that I do is like everything that we're doing is ultimately either bringing us closer home to our hearts or leading us further and disconnecting us from our hearts. So Cacao is something that I've been really, really passionate about sharing as a tool to to bring us closer to our hearts, to bring us more connected to to Earth as well. Yeah. Connor, go get your hand pan. I think they need to. Connor, I think they need to perform. Yeah. I feel like it would be a beautiful way to end today's episode. But before we kind of end with that piece. How can people connect with you guys, Stacey, if they want to work with you? Are there any offerings that you'd like to share with our audience? And then we can complete it with a beautiful performance. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. It's been amazing to chat with you ladies and so grateful to be connected. And thank you for all those who are tuning in and are still with us here to the end. Thank you. Thank you for diving into all these fun topics with us. How you can find us and stay connected is through my Instagram page, Stacy underscore underscore Nelson, S-T-A-C-E-Y underscore underscore Nelson. Um, and then Connor dot Stewart, S-T-E w-a-r-t dot nelson both on instagram um, as well as my website stacy dot adam check it'll soon be shifting to nelson but adam check my maiden name a is an apple d is in dog a is an apple m is in man c is in cat z is in zebra yk some upcoming offerings that i have and many different capacities so whoever you are and whatever you're interested there's something for for all of you uh, for those who are looking to deepen and explore their personal practice and perhaps step into the role of a teacher. I have an upcoming 200-hour yoga teacher training in Lake Atitlan, Guatemala. So come and have some cacao with me there. And that is November 29th with Kula Collective, an incredible yoga school that I am facilitating that training here soon. I am also offering in-person and online mentorship. So if you're in the Southern Ohio area, you can find me here or online. I work with people all over the world. I'll be opening up spaces for my mentorship programs starting January, 2023. So once those open up, I'll have some spots available to dive into three different mentorship programs that I have that you can check out on my website, whether you're looking for holistic embodiment, looking to experience, um, inspiration and expansion through yoga, as well as a signature mentorship program that I have called dreams to Dharma. So really connecting to your soul and your heart and navigating how that is and what that looks like for you in terms of expressing that out into the world through your work, your service, and your devotion to the collective. So lots and lots of fun things. I also do free essential oil classes available now until November 23rd. And Updates on any upcoming workshops or events, retreats will be also available on my website and my page. So follow us there. Tune in. We'd love to hang out. Say hi in the DMs. We'd love to get to know you and hear from you. And 
yeah, thank you so much. Yes, <laughs> drop in. We have so much uh, plans too for more immersions and offerings. Maybe we'll pop up to our friends in Canada yeah. uh, <laughs> for, for an offering um, as, yeah. as we just love sharing. And this only happens, right? This overall collective awareness that we're sharing, it only happens through community. Mm-hmm. And happens through sharing. So I would like to thank you two for having this podcast and for having us on, you know, as just that vehicle, right? That vehicle to just spread awareness, to spread your message, to spread love. And and yeah, so thank you to you both. Yeah, it means so, oh, so much. Thank, thank you. And guys, we have to do a whole another one. We're going to do a part two with these guys. Because like, we did not even get into these bad boys. Yes! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see you. Rose oil here. Like, come on. We didn't even talk about our essential oils. And you guys are like, Stacey, I know for sure. That's like, yes. Like one of your like total wheelhouse, like bread and butter baby. Um, So we are going to do a part two. After you guys hear the hand pan, you're going to be like, yeah, do four, five, six episodes with these guys. (laughs) And just don't talk. Talk, just let's listen to the hand pan and Stacey's beautiful voice, but we'll talk anyway. So, but thank you both so much for being here. Honest to goodness. Um, as you probably know, energy is exchanged, not just when you're uh, side by side, not just physically. Right. And so um, I can feel your energy. I can just like, it's, it's there the, the same as it was, you know, in Ohio. So thank you both so much. Um, we love you. Thank you. We love you. Thank you so, so much. (laughs) All right. Without further ado, we built it up pretty high, Connor. So let it rip. So this is a hand pan. And if you haven't heard one, you'll hear it now.
Mm, that was beautiful, Connor. Thank you. I'm like, ah, oh, I just feel cozy in my soul right now. Just Thank a little you. <laughs> <laughs> I can. That's just a little bit. Like I remember us yes. when we were in Ohio, right. we were walking back and we were we were talking about ayahuasca. You had your um, grass like I'm going to call it a shaker. I don't know what else to call it. And um, you took us through a song. And then you took us through a song that you and Connor shared on your wedding day to activate the cacao. And just, it doesn't have to be a full song, but just like even just, just a snippet. Just a yes. tiny snippet. Yeah. We're okay. I feel like I've, t- guys, we didn't warn them that they, <laughs> we have a, we have a little sanctuary playroom, music room with all our instruments. So Connor, just- we're always ready to drop in. <laughs> yeah. We love it. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because I grew up with the belief and the narrative that I can't sing and I'm not a singer and all that. That's mine. That's mine. It wasn't until several years ago that I was introduced to mantra and kirtan and, and using chanting and different sound vibration to activate different quality qualities and invoke different aspects of ourselves, whether that's love or peace or joy or forgiveness or letting go that I really started to open myself to what that process of healing can actually do for me that I started to notice in that process, the voice and, and my, the sound that was emanating from my body can actually cultivate beauty in that. So I had a huge journey with music. So if you're listening to this, I hope it inspires you to connect more and more to sound and your voice. And we will share our our song that we shared at our wedding and this was called Sita Ram Kaho. <laughs> oh, I've been uh, thinking about this song ever since yeah, typically yeah, I've seen harmonium, which is a beautiful instrument originated in India. Sounds like an organ and Connor plays the drum, but we have a shaker here with us today <laughs> that we will will share it. And this is a bringing together of the masculine and feminine qualities the way in which we find union, harmony, love within ourselves and with everything outside of ourselves as well, seeing and experiencing love and oneness connection with all. Sita 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 
Sita, 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 Sita 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 Rama Kahoje Radishama Kaho 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 Beautiful off the cuff rendition. <laughs> yes. Mm. Oh, so, so, so beautiful. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. It's been such an honor and pleasure and a gift to share this time with you and Thank you all to everyone who's listening. We'd love to stay connected with all of you. And yeah, I, I invite all of you to tap more and more into getting curious and explorative around your tendencies, your habits, and seeing where you can invite and welcome more balance and harmony within your life through using the tools that are accessible at the tips of our fingertips, you know, our, our breath, movement, sound, mother nature, music, dance, play, art, all of these things that we have access to wherever we are in the world, whatever roles we have in the world, we can make space and time, no matter how busy, chaotic it might be with a dozen kids in the home or five or two kids in the home or, or just in, in a busy role within your work life, perhaps, or family life. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for allowing us to uh, participate and so nice to drop in with you all listeners. Um, yeah. You know where to find us and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Yeah, Amazing. absolutely. absolutely. Oh, just the beginning, just the beginning. Oh. So much yumminess. And actually, I wanted to mention your cacao journey and your retreat is on my birthday, November 5th. So I will be drinking my birthday cacao, feeling all of you. So those of you who are joining Angie's and Ashley's retreat, I will be thinking of all of you and drinking in celebration <laughs> with all of you as well. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, everybody, we will catch you guys next Thursday, as always. Lots and lots of love. And thank you, universe, for always connecting us in the most divine ways with the souls that we're supposed to cross paths with. We love you guys. Well for now. Many blessings. Thank you. Transform your life. <laughs> All the love. I love you guys. Bye now. Bye.